Okay, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Transformation Project Podcast. I am Jay McGowan along with... What's going on, Jay Ski? You see Coach G so smooth, he's like Coach G Andrews. Gotta slow it down, brother. (laughs) Okay, there you go, there you go. What's going on, man? You know, we're a couple weeks into the year. You know, we keeping this transformation thing going because, you know, as we talk, people are starting to fall off already, coach. <laughs> Two weeks in, they already falling off. Man, I, don't, I went to the gym. It was so packed for the first week. Now you got all kinds of open parking spaces. <laughs> yeah, I have no problem getting on any machine in the gym. No Boy, last week, last week I couldn't get on anything, yeah. but this week it was uh, yeah, it was a lot easier, so. But listen, man, we are we here again. We're back. We're gonna keep, regardless. I know, and, and that's part of the process that you and I know. We knew people would fall off. We knew people would kind of lag a little bit, and that's why we're doing this platform because we're gonna we're gonna continue to motivate people and inspire people to continue on the on this transformation and, and stay connected to us through the podcast, through our website, through our Facebook groups. We're 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 convincing and we're trying to you know ask people to stay connected with us. So everybody out there, when you start running into those times when you feel like you just want to give up on this whole transformational thing, you're gonna have to you know stay connected with people that that actually have we got your back. So with that yeah. being, go ahead, coach. Yeah, no, I was gonna say you know Jay, what's, I just want to say something. It's a little bit of a statement, but you know what? Something I say quite a bit in the simple. So I like to say simple stuff. It's not complicated, but. Uh, if you don't know where you're going, man, any road to take you there. Oh, I you know? love that. <laughs> any road to take you there. And, and that's when you start finding people get distracted. You know what I mean? People come up with different ideas. And like every day on LinkedIn, their place, I get a thousand people trying to get me to find ways to make more money. You know, like, yeah, yeah, one more do this. Or, yeah. What do you consider doing that? Are, are you interested in making more money? I was like, no, I'm making money now. <laughs> you know, so. You know, I'm saying, in this, but you can be distracted. But when you know where you're going, man, there's a real narrow lane, a real narrow lane that you're on. And, and you can filter out all that stuff. So this year, we want folks to get focused, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Be on, the, be on that road, man, that narrow road. Not that wide one, but that narrow road to the destiny that they're trying to achieve for this year. Yes. And everything we talk about is, is, is wrapped around focus. It's wrapped yeah. around processes. It's wrapped around strategies. And, you know, because we already we warned everybody at the beginning of this journey that, OK, we're going to bring some motivation because that we do that naturally. That's just a natural thing for us. But this thing was going to be bigger than just, uh, you know, giving you motivation. We were going to also give you strategies and keep you on point and hold you accountable because we yes. you need you need accountability partners. And that's what you and I are to each other. And that's what we are to everyone that follows us. We want to be your accountability partners and we're going to hold you accountable. And speaking of accountability, one of the things that we've been talking about uh, through this journey is how people have to financially be accountable and financially be smart and financially have, you know, be on their game as they're doing this whole rebranding reinvention thing. Finances is a huge part. What do you think about that coach? Coach. I think I lost him. Yeah, I say what on the, on the whole financial thing. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Is one of more. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the this topic today is one of the more important topics that we'll have because you know if you're not if your finances aren't right or if you're not making good financial choices, you're gonna all throughout your life you're gonna have challenges with life, man. It's just gonna limit your ability to you know do the things you want to do. Limit the, the, your ability to. Buy the things you want to buy or limit the ability to be a blessing if you want to be a blessing. So I want my hope and my hope today is that while we're, as we're having this conversation, folks are going to become more fiscally responsible and make better choices when it comes to the finances, man. Because I'm be honest with you, I'm tired of folks borrowing money from me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Could y'all go make your own, please? <laughs> yes, yes. You know, so we want to teach folks. You know, uh, so I'm, I'm. Hey, listen, I got a pen and pad. I want to sit back and learn too. So yeah, and and that leads us to our guest today, Mr. Lewis Bell Jr. You know, great friend of mine. We actually part business partner. We did business together, and you know, I learned so much from Lou when it came to finances. And 
Lou, uh, I'm going to have Lou introduce himself and tell you, tell everybody what he does. But I just want to say when it comes to just being smart, being strategic, I've, I've witnessed it in the business uh, that we had together. I've saw, I, I, I got a chance to see how strategic and how, you know, just intentional this brother is. And, uh, he, you know, we did, it was back in the music industry and he actually was the co-founder and the CEO of the record label that put out the, the, the uh, put out Tootsie Roll. So we are really connected. And, you know, we, we did our part with delivering the record, delivering a, a solid record. But man, the strategy and the, you know, innovation that went into making that record a hit, you know, this brother was pretty much, you know, part of, partly responsible for that with his uh, partner, Barry Dufay. But he was responsible and they were responsible for actually putting that plan together. So he's a planner. He's a strategic person. And uh, without further ado, give it up for Mr. Lewis Bell Jr. What's up, Lou? Hey, hey, JT, Lou. John McGowan and the coach. Glad what's to be in the room on, with you. Hey, hey man. What's, yeah. Listen, when, when, when Coach and I were talking about we're lining up all the guests that we're going to have on the show and we start talking about you know, having a financial person on the show, you, you know, you were immediately the person that popped in my mind. And I'm like, look, I got the perfect person coach. This person definitely can speak from all angles of it. So if you will, real quick, Lou, tell everybody about you, a little bit about your background, and uh, then we'll get started. Yeah, we'll do. Well, once again, Lewis Bell, uh, I'm currently a financial uh, planner, financial advisor. I've been doing this now going on my 20th year, 19th year uh, of doing it. And as you heard Jay say, uh, me and him have rich history that go all the way back to the early days of his hits of Tootsie Roll, uh, where we're business partners. Um, and, you know, as a, as a young entrepreneur, knowing, you know, we can make money. We made a lot of money. And of course, with money, comes a mistake. I actually say we thought we had the Midas touch until that thing happened and it stopped everything, right? And you learn very quickly what you don't know as much as you do know. Absolutely. And at that moment, I realized where I was trying to rub two nickels together, <laughs> there was a lot I did not understand about money that we had made a ton of. We made millions of it. Yes. Uh, but there was a lot I just didn't understand because I wasn't holding it at that time. The company had fallen into bankruptcy. And so therefore, you know, we had to make some strategic moves. Uh, and I remember reading a book by a guy named Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in it, there was a line that said, don't work to earn, but work to learn. Because every business has a hole in it. You can gain so much if you open your eyes instead of just trying to get a check. It was at that moment that I decided, you know what? If my pain point, if this stuff is causing me this trouble is, is money, do I know how to earn it and make it? I'm gonna go learn how to use it and grow it and invest it. And I became an advisor and that happened 19 years ago. Uh, and here I am now uh, with an independent agency inside of a, a nationally known company um, and helping clients just really navigate uh, their way through the financial maze. Oh, that's awesome, man. That is awesome, awesome. And you know, Coach D and I, each week on our uh, podcast, we talk about transformation. And so let, let me get your thoughts on how, as somebody's trying to pivot, transform, rebrand during these challenging times, how important is it to also take a real deep look at your finances? Yeah, what what a great uh, question. And where where else do we start sometimes? We go introspective. So when I sit down with clients, when I sit down with somebody right now, like we do every beginning of the year, You've got to find what money really means to you and what the purpose of your money is. So I always start there. People always come to me, hey, Lou, what, what stock should I buy or this and that? And I said, it doesn't start there. you got to tell me what's the reason why you want to grow this money. What is this money for for you in your life? And so I think that if you're, trans, if you're in that moment of transformation, now is the, the best time to say, why do I want to have this money? What's the purpose of this money? Because this money is going to fuel, it's going to underwrite your happiness. It's going to underwrite your dream. And so without a real purpose or mission for your money, you'll kind of fall for every little strategy and every little quick get rich scheme that comes out there. And we never educate ourselves uh, because we really never have 
meaning and purpose behind our money. So my first thing is start with finding a purpose and a mission for your money. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. Love that. That's really good. You know, John, I want to ask uh, Lewis, if I can, you mentioned that, um, you know, that, what's the mission? Like, what? Why, why do you want to make this money? Uh, just out of curiosity, what are some of the typical responses that you get? I would just love to hear, like, what do people typically say? Is it is it related to buying a new home or maybe leaving a legacy for their children? Yeah. And so initially, when you ask somebody, you know, what's this money for? You know, in my world, it may be, hey, I guess I want to retire. Or maybe I'm saving for another home or second home. Um, and then you get the obvious question. I just want more. Mm-hmm. Right. The idea. Uh, and, and I think I need more. And so I always tell clients there's a big difference between being rich and being wealthy. Rich is meaning you have more of what you need. Being wealthy means you're content with what you have. Mm. And understanding that you can underwrite your purpose through having a plan with your money. Mm. And that changes the dynamic, right? Because what we're taught, right? What we're taught is, you know, let me get more. So you made it, you asked the question, what do they really look for? Well, they don't really know. So that's what I like to sit down with. The greatest, the greatest part is not finding out what stock should we buy or insurance policy should we get into. It's, and tell me your dream. Tell me your heart. And then we ultimately find out is that their experience with money is dictating the decisions that they're making today, whether it's good or bad or indifferent. Right. And we want to we want to cut through that so that we can bring real meaning to a financial plan that's not just about numbers. But really, and I use this word all the time, I want to underwrite your dream or underwrite your happiness in life or your contentment with life. Because for one man, it may be, you know, $100,000. For another man, it may be $10 million. But we've got to find out what yours is. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's really deep. And you know, you know what's crazy is that most of the time when Coach and I are talking to people about transformation and, you know, again, rebranding and reinvention, you know what the, one of the first things they say is, well, I don't know if I have the money to do it or, mm. or more than that, I've, we find that people are constantly have constantly having to rebrand themselves because they didn't do the right things with the money they had when they were trying in their last venture. And it, it, it all points back to making smart financial decisions because what will happen You'll you'll end up at the end of 2021 finances jacked up and you'll be now saying in 2022, I am going to rebrand and I'm going to redo this. And it's just a you're rebranding yeah. everything. But the finances that keeps getting you in trouble. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I tell them all the time. I said we never get on a highway without knowing our exit. We never get on a highway without knowing our exit. If you don't know your exit then you're going to wind up lost. You're going to waste time. And eventually you're going to run out of gas. Mm. And so you're stranded. And that's where we will find ourselves. We don't know really what is our exit point or what is the goal? What is the desire? Right? So we're chasing money dreams. So I'm sure all of us, you know, you've heard, you know, whether it's, you know, people diving into Bitcoin currencies, people looking to buy the next dot com, this or that. Uh, you know, and they're chasing money as opposed to telling money, here's the mission I'm putting you on. Here's the objective of why I'm investing or why I'm even doing a financial plan. And so I think, you know, I heard uh, Coach D say this earlier about getting his clients, getting, your, you know, people that you guys consult onto this kind of narrow road so they'll understand exactly the path they're down. I say the same thing for your money. What is that road that you're going down? There's a lot of ways to get between here. I'm in Orlando, Florida, between Orlando, Florida and L.A. You can get on there by a plane, you can take a train, you can drive, you can get down a bike, right? And each one has a different method, a different risk to get you there. You've got to determine what this money means. Otherwise, like you said, Jay, you're constantly rebranding, trying to come up from zero again and never having a strategy, not only for your your career or the gifts that you have, but with your money as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, I just want to, I want to ask you a question uh, real quick relating to if, if when it comes to um, mindset, when it comes to relating to money, you know, Lewis, sorry about that, Lewis, um, yeah. the, the um, I, have a, I have an older family member, I'm not going to say who, <laughs> there's an older family <laughs> member who has been extremely, extremely diligent when it comes to saving their money. I mean, literally to the point 
where this person has learned to live off of 50% of their income pretty much all their lives <laughs> and has been, wow. has been very good at investing with a, with really not even a college degree or anything like that. Yeah, you know, Lewis. And um and so um how much of a role does mindset play too and because this person again I'm trying to just speak in generalities because this goes out and everybody don't want you to talk about their financial <laughs> situation. So this person said told me, you know, when I pay when I when I invest, it's like I pay the bill. I don't have access to mm. it. <laughs> That's great. So, that's and that's great. Like, wow, that's man. That's incredible when you think about that. So talk to us about that for a moment, man. Because I think most folks have got mindset issues when it comes to money. Yeah. We haven't really disciplined no, no ourselves. Question. Yeah. 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 And that's a great point. I mean, and it really starts with that. It really does start with the mindset, right? So you think about most people when they're investing, right? So when the markets are crashing, they're calling people and they're trying to sell. And there's another guy on the other end they can't wait for blood to be in the water. They're ready to buy. Two different mindsets. Two different mindsets, right? And then there's another guy, when the market gets high, he wants to come in and say, hey, I want to buy that, that, that particular stock that's racing through the roof as far as price is concerned because everybody else is doing it. And there's another guy saying, I'm selling. I've made my profit. I'm out the door. Two different mindsets. Mm -hmm. But it starts with two different things. One, their disposition in life, what they were exposed to, what they have, you know, uh, especially as a kid, what they saw their parents, their grandparents go through that kind of, you know, they have, they're, they, they're built for a certain kind of uh, understanding about saving, about discipline. And then there's another thing that comes people, it's all about, you know, your intention, right? It's all about intention. Like, what do you want to happen in your life? And it sounds like you're your uh, your relative was intentional about making sure they took care of their life and didn't depend on someone else. And they just knew probably more instinctively, flight or fear, right? Instinctively, I've got to shave away, I've got to put away 50% uh, of my earnings because I want a better tomorrow. You know, like I said, whether they learned that or that was instinctive. So I think, you know, when it comes to being successful with money, when it comes to being, you know, what I call wealthy with money, it is a mindset. And sometimes in the rebranding phase, in the transformation phase, we have to examine how do I interact with money? How do I really feel with money? Where did I learn my concepts? Once again, I, you know, I've got clients that, you know, have millions of dollars, but when the market starts to crash, they get nervous. Right. That fear. Why? Because they came from a place where they saw lack and they're scared to go back there. Right. And then that now they're they're sitting on millions, but they're scared about what they saw back when they were 12. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so they're they, so they're rebranding internally with money to have a better relationship to see opportunity and have discipline, much like your relative did. So, man, it's a huge part. I would tell you that from my experience of really 18, 19 years of consulting uh, uh, you know, now hundreds of people, it is 80% of the game. Yeah. I know people say, oh, it's the right stock. It's right that. No, it is 80% of the game. Your That's financial it. literacy, your emotional intelligence with money is 80% of the game. 80% yeah. of the game. That's huge, man. I'll say this and I'll turn it back to Jay, but when I was younger, this family member used to frustrate me because uh, we, didn't know, we didn't go to places like other kids would go to McDonald's and go to Burger King and have a little... This family member felt, felt as though um, the, the refrigerator is McDonald's. <laughs> you go home and make a sandwich. <laughs> you go home and drink that soda. They would not spend money on anything out there. So I'm just saying, I don't know if we have to go to that extreme. But, you know, as an adult now, I really respect this family member because I get now what they were doing. So I just want to mention that. Yeah. 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 yeah that, I think that's powerful. And, it, and it's an amazing, you know, testament to someone who once again whether it was intuitively or he saw it he was able to be disciplined enough probably what you guys are teaching your clients all the time you know take discipline um to get what you want and you can't let your emotions overtake you and he just happened to have a, a disposition and probably saw some stuff intuitively that said no 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 this is what money really is and if i save it and grow it i'll have more tomorrow there you go yeah yeah. And, you know, for me, and, and, and I want to switch for a second for me on the flip side of it is, OK, so we went through and, and I'm very transparent. We went through everything. We, we had the major record with Tootsie Roll. We made a lot of money. And without that financial understanding, well, and I'm going to say 
I, and you know, I'll let everybody speak for themselves, but I made a lot of financial mistakes. And part of those mistakes mm. were because one, I didn't know, but here's the bigger one. It was a taboo thing to me. I didn't feel comfortable talking to people about money and about the fact that things were yeah. really starting to go down. And I'm talking while I still had some, I just was afraid to talk about it. I, I was afraid to reach out and say and ask for help. And that was the absolute wrong thing to do because it continued to just go down. You know, I was I was really yeah. paying bills every month, just trying to hold on. You know, I wish now thinking back, man, I should have let some things go a little earlier and not prolonged what was going to happen. I didn't have another plan. So the, the what was going to happen was going to happen because I didn't have a plan to stop it. And so now I took my last, you know, the thousands and put it there i took my last trying to hold on to the old way and and i just didn't you know yeah. I, I never thought about reaching out to anybody you know it, it i felt like that well, was a failure i felt like i was failing and i didn't feel comfortable sharing that failure because we had had so much success so talk to us about that yeah yeah man that is huge what you're saying man because that is at the core of our money experience, but our life experience too. I mean, I, I can relate. You know, you heard me talk about going through bankruptcy and having two nickels rubbed together, but yet got a platinum plaque on the wall. What does that look yeah. like, right? <laughs> and I realized that that relationship that I had with money, like remember how many of us grew up in a household where it says, hey man, that's grown folks business. Don't ask them about that, <laughs> right? That's grown <laughs> folks talk. You get away from the dinner table. We're talking about grown folks stuff. Yeah. So many of us don't have, and even our parents, you know, where they could sit down and feel comfortable. I mean, that's the complexity of money. That's what is, that's what makes it so stressful and still is the number one source of divorce in this country. Yeah. It's not infidelity, it's money. Mm -hmm. Because money brings out all this other emotions, whether, you know, whether good or bad, that shows that I'm uncomfortable, I feel insecure, I feel anxious, you know, and I feel happy by it, I feel joyous, I'm excited by it, I mean, fear when I make it, you know, all those emotions, you know, run inside this thing called money. And then you've got all these strategic financial principles attached to this emotional uh, bank. And you're like, oh my God, let's just avoid it, right? And let yeah. me just kind of bury my head in the sand with it and just keep marching and doing what I do. And so I think what you're talking about is huge, which is really coming to grips with, you know, just like people reach out to both you and coach for help to transform you know in this complex age of you can go on the internet and see a thousand things about how you should invest your money i think you have to simplify your life and find people that you can sit around and talk to so that you can work out and hear what works for you otherwise especially in today's world you're on the internet and you're going to have a thousand ideas and it's going to be analysis by par paralysis by analysis and you're not going to do anything and years are going to walk down the road and you're like, damn, I should have done this or I should have done that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's why we, you know, what you guys are doing with your podcast by reaching out, bringing different guests on, helping different types of clients. That's the key. It's getting around people who have certain expertise, who can sharpen iron, sharpens iron, who can sharpen you in a certain area that you're saying, hey, this is where I'm going to, this is the journey I'm going to do. I'm going to do better this year in my finances. And let me simplify it. Let me find meaning and purpose for it. And then let me ask questions with people who do it for a living. I think it's important. I really do. Yeah, man. That's big. That's big. Coach, you got anything else? Oh, man. Yeah, I, mean, man. I, I got so you know, many things. You know, it's really interesting. And I, and I think I just want to, you can't, this is just more on the educational side of things. I mean, just a couple of questions, really. Um, one is just when you think about a financial plan and most folks don't have one, to be honest, you know, many don't. I shouldn't say most, mm. but many don't. Um, what mm -hmm. are some of the maybe one or two core components of that people need to be considering? And then secondly, this is just more for me. I think, you know, and I want I know about this and I, I didn't do it like I should. But when I was in college, I took economics classes. We had a doctor, his name was Dr. Chaudhry. <laughs> and he always talked about the miracle of compounded interest. <laughs> he was always talking mm. about the miracle of compounded interest. Why as a little knucklehead college I didn't, student, I didn't listen to him. I don't know. <laughs> I just, you know, was young and I didn't know any better. Well, talk to us about a couple of the, because if I would, I'd probably be, who knows what I'd be worth now. But talk to us about yeah, yeah. what are a few components in the plan and talk to us why compound, understanding compounded interest, in particular for those younger people that listen to our podcast and maybe older too is important to understand. Yeah. That. Yeah, no, great, great questions. I think, you know, in the beginning of 
financial planning, we talked about it earlier in the simplest form. It's, it's just knowing my exit. It's knowing where I really want to go in life, right? And then the why. I think financial planning is about not just numbers, which we're going to talk about a couple pieces here, but it's, it's, it's breaking down the why this plan is important. It's like, why do you want to lose weight? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to find, you know, and when you got that crystallized with a planner, and that's why I said, you said, what should I look for? I would look for planners who, who, who really gravitate to trying to understand you and your dreams and goals, as opposed to trying to, let's say, sell a particular product, right? But who really trying to sit down and say, where are you trying to go? How do you want to get there? What's the amount of risk that you're comfortable with? And then you start asking these other questions that you said, I thought was really good, which is, then what are the vehicles that helped me get there. And and so uh, when I'm sitting with uh, a question, I think you should look for a planner is, you know, what is the experience that you have? Um, you know, what is your process with your clients? You know, what's your client service model? I mean, these are kind of the real practical things that you could ask when you're out there looking for them because you want to know, hey, you know, if I talk to you today, is this the end of the relationship? Or do you have a model or a service model that says, hey, I'm going to talk to this guy twice a year, three times a year, five times a year, whatever that may be. Those things are important. It's like defining that relationship that you want to have. Uh, I think the, and then the other part of your question was, you know, what are some of the things that I think are important? I said, if you're out here and you're younger into investing or even older, you talked about compounded interest. It is a fact that you can go put that dollar to work. And you can go make sure you can go sleep at night and that dollar is still at work for you. Whereas if I just go earn, either I'm exchanging my time or my knowledge for something and I have to put effort into it. But when you really understand the power of the dollar and you go put that dollar to work. In other words, if I go give my, you know, let's just use a thousand dollars right now and I go give it to Tim Cook and and his 50,000 employees at Apple and say, go to work for me with my ten thousand, you know, my thousand dollars. If you would have done that twenty years ago, that ten thousand, that one thousand dollars would be close to a hundred thousand dollars today. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, and it's that kind of revelation that you get that this money works for you. But what we're scared of, right? Flight or fear, going back to your behavioral mindset earlier, because we're hardwired for protection. We look at things like investing as gambling, like it's a risk like there's risk in everything that we do. And yep. so they, we, we stay away flight or fear and out of fear, what does our body do? What does our mind tell us to do? Protect, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Avoid, avoid, avoid. And then we look up and there's a huge wealth gap and you're, we're in our fifties or some people maybe, you know, in their thirties and like, ah, I'll start later in life. And they'll look up in their fifties, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it goes and, fast. and so it's that kind of, yeah, it goes fast. And so it's one, it's understanding that, you know, if I can put this money to work because of the what you just mentioned, that the miracle of compounded interest, I can go put a thousand, I can put a hundred dollars to work for me. And if I have a system, you talked about that earlier, Jay, if I have a system and I'll talk about something very simple, some of your listeners can just kind of apply to their life here in a second. But if I have a system that I can control, then when things that I cannot control happen, I'm either in the opportunity to protect myself or take advantage of the opportunities that are in, in the marketplace. Mm. Uh, or, uh, and what you guys really specialize in, or I'm going to look at some of this money and say, one of the best investments is myself. Let me invest in myself. Mm. And that's really at the core of what, when you have coaches like you, like both of you, is seeing that they're worth the investment, right? If you're worth the investment. You know, and there is a return somewhere down the line and mm-hmm. you have to kind of bet on that future. And it's the same thing when it comes to investing. And so, it's, it's, hey, you've got to put some capital at risk to see a better future. Right. You've got to put some capital at risk for a better future. And so um, and I, I want to get into that when you guys want to. But I, uh, there's a, a short little bucket list system I use for clients who are just getting out of investing. I'll share it with your listeners here shortly, but um, that's where I would that's where I would start, Coach D. That's where I would start. That's excellent, man. That's, Thank yeah, you. That's, that's Thank huge. You. And you know, I want to I got to tell uh, tell a quick story because you know most of my coaching, most of my speaking and training is based on stories. That's just how I, you know, for me, I find mm-hmm. it very uh, it's just very effective to tell a story and then teach on that story. But <clears throat> it's amazing that we talk about you know 
the Tim Cook example you gave, $1,000. You know, I remember back uh, during the time, Lou, that we were doing our thing and making this money. I remember I met a guy. He was mm. actually an insurance guy. We, we were looking to, you know, to have insurance in, uh, in our company, and we met this guy. And he said, well, not only am I, 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 I do insurance, I also do, an invest, I do investment. So I want to talk to you about that. And mm-hmm. I remember this guy's name was Jonas, and you might know him. I don't remember his last name. And he he said he talked to me about putting twenty five thousand. Which, by the way, that was a that was a couple shows. You know that back in the days, I do a couple shows. <laughs> that's twenty five grand right there. Nothing. That's that's over the weekend, easy. And he talked to me about investing twenty five thousand in a ret. I don't remember. I remember the the, the, the term ret, but he talked about that. Now, I'm going to fast forward. So I didn't do it. Let me just say that. I thought, who is this guy trying to get my money? I'm just telling you what I thought. Who is this guy coming in here? We want insurance. We don't. You, now you're trying to get. You come in here, you find out this is the Tootsie Roll people. And now you're trying to get in my pockets. So I said no. Well, fast forward. I don't know. 15 years. I'm working in, in timeshare. And... <laughs> First of all, I'm working in timeshare. That's so that tells you, that tells you that I made some mistakes, because I'm talking about going from that to now I'm working in timeshare. So I just told you what happened there. But more than that, <laughs> he's working in timeshare because he came to get a job. <laughs> he he was applying for a job, and he said Jay, and I'm like Jonas. He's like man, this has been this is this is weird. We you know in any way. We went. We hired him, and he he said, "Let me ask you something. You remember? Actually, I think I might have brought it up. I said, "Remember, you were trying to get me to invest twenty five thousand." He said, "Jay, let me tell you something. Had you invested that twenty five thousand, this was fifteen, possibly twenty years ago." He said, "Brother, mm. you wouldn't have to be working here. I promise you that. You might still do it, but it won't be because you have to do it." Because I told him, I have to do it. I'm here because I have. I'm not here because I like working in timeshare. Not that I think anything wrong with timeshare, but I'm working because I need I need this. And he said, had you done yeah. that? He said, I'm telling you right now, had you done that, you would not be here. You would need to be here. And I just remember that, man, that's just, it was amazing. And you know what it was? Nah. It goes back to, you know, it was trust. It's like, it was like a knowledge. See, no one in my family I didn't know how to handle money because my father, my grandfather, nobody in my family had money, so they couldn't teach me. They didn't, and, and I didn't have the, just the know-all to go and learn it myself at the time. Now I was smart enough to learn the music industry, and I taught myself that, but I didn't do the same thing with uh, financial. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just amazing. It's just that fear. It was fear. It was lack of knowledge. Yeah. And a lot of people out out here that's listening to us and I hear today a lot of people they they and they may not have the kind of they might not have 25,000 but people got money and guess what they sit on it because they're afraid yeah man and you know Jay just I just want to share this thinking about what you were saying and this made it just really triggered some things you know we grew up in and a lot of us did and this, this doesn't matter your skin color it could be black white whatever but a lot of us have grown up in environments where you save money you are tightwad <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so there's this whole perception of people who don't spend. You know what I mean? People who put their money away and things yeah. like that. So that goes back, you know, to our conversation about, you know, how it's just mindset. You know what I mean? Like, you know, to uh, me, mindset. Lot, yeah, it's mindset. Like, like a lot of what you're saying is really mindset driven, man. It's just it. it, 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 it well, think think yeah. about the uh, think about the other side of what you just said, Coach D. Mm-hmm. Right. So one, you're a tightwad, and then we would use the word filthy rich. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how many times have we said that? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now, now having a lot of so now having a lot of money is dirty. Yeah. Get it. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You see, and so now we're caught in this learning phase, right? When we're trying to make decisions between what we would call good and bad, you know, and we are, we're caught between these emotions. And like, so we typically avoid. And what we do is we just earn and spin, earn and spin, earn and spin, right? And it's hard to think about, uh, like you said, compound interest. It's hard to think that, you know, this thing called a dollar that is supporting my life or keeping a light on or, or feeding me can also one day supply enough income where I don't have to work again. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see that. 
hard to see that. I tell you a story uh, about a, a DJ. I won't I won't say his name, but a very prominent national DJ early in 2003. Uh, Apple came out with if you remember that little uh, iPod. Remember that little yeah, iPod? Yeah, yeah. The music iPod. Yep. And and for him as a DJ, being able to have 10,000 songs on that little iPod was revolutionary to him, right? And he knew nothing, nothing about investing. He knew nothing, but he knew that this device changed his business because he can go to he can go to gig to gig to gig with a little white device, right? The iPod because it has all these songs on it. And he said, "Okay, whoever that is, I'm investing in." And he would take out of every night show, he would take $200 and buy this little company called at that. Well, it wasn't little, but this company that was coming out of kind of bankruptcy mode, which was Apple. Mm -hmm. And he every check he would buy this thing called Apple because he had an experience with the product that mm -hmm. changed his life. And he says, look, I'm going to let this money ride with them because this is incredible. This is unique for me. Mm -hmm. It took him about 20, 12 years later, he retired with almost about $4 million, you know, like I said, I'm not going to say his name, but $4 million off of Apple alone. That's incredible. And all he was doing was, yes, sir, he was just taking $200 out of every gig and just buying the thing because he had an interaction with that particular product. You know, so it's one of the foundational thoughts of investing is like, hey, you know, where do you spend money? Are you buying Forge? Are you, you know, using Colgate? You know, that kind of Warren Buffett way. So he just kind of, you know, instinctively said, hey, you know, if this thing is paid for my life, it's got to be helping some other people's life. And I'm just going to put some money away on it, you that's know, awesome. and it, you know, so that's where I think we're I think that's where we are in our transformation. And I think coming out of this pandemic, I think we all talked about this. It really puts a focus on transformation. It's also it puts a focus on what's important uh, in your life. You know, what what's what's meaningful and what are we going to do different? Because we now we know. At any given time, they can stop in an economy. Something they thought that could never happen, yeah. right? Yeah. Something we thought could never happen in this country. So we must be prepared that at any given time, that things could flip on a dime. They could stop the economy. You could be out of a job. You could lose income. You may not be able to get your hustle on because of a pandemic. So you've got to be prepared. You've got to transform and rebrand out financially. And it's not just a New Year's resolution. It makes some real hard steps, both in meaning and in tactic strategy to make sure that you underwrite, you know, your purpose and your meaning in life. Yeah. You know, I'll say this one sentence real quick. The last thing I'll say, because I want to hear from you, you know, because I, I know you got some insights you want to share. But uh, a book that was recommended to me a long time ago, again, I was like one of those folk, folk would recommend things and I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but was a book entitled The Richest Man in Babylon. And this mm. book, this book was one of the probably one of the more most impactful books I've ever read on finances, because he said something that you probably remember, Lewis. And he said in that book, he said, when you invest money, not only do you get the money that that money, that money, but you get the children that it births. <laughs> so he's trying to say That's that the money, That's the money starts to have kids. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I said, that, you, you know, that, that's like uh, a visual that you don't get out of you. That's a powerful visual, you know what I mean? And then that's so a powerful the money, visual. The money's kids start taking care of you. <laughs> and he was basically saying, let the money work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's so a powerful was, visual. Stuff, that's yeah, a powerful yeah. visual. Great, yeah. it's a it's a great book. I love, as a matter of fact, I was just standing up on my desk. I know it's around it because I just had it out here and I gave it to my son to read. And yeah. he just put it back on my desk. But, <laughs> my wife gave it to all my kids for Christmas. Uh, all my kids. Yeah. Yep. Awesome, man. I, I just had my son and, and I was looking for it on my desk. I thought he put it right back on here. But uh, yeah, now it's a great book to read. Um, you know, here's what's interesting about the time we live in. There was a time when, you know, uh, coming up to uh, the 80s, if you will, uh, our parents, our grandparents, where uh, companies used to take care of you, right, financially. They used to take care of you, pensions. They gave you a check, right? You know, uh, social security, those kind of, and, and so there was this, and then the eighties kind of broke out where it began to shift from, you know, uh, uh, these companies taking care of you, if you will, to now you must invest in your own 401k. You have to make the decisions in your 401k. You're responsible for how your financial affairs are going to, I'm mean, outside of like, you know, buying a house and things like that. I'm speaking primarily of just investing in, in equities right now, stocks. 
And so now from the 80s on, it, it has been our responsibility, each individual to figure out how to invest in this very complex, uh, you know, industry, you know? Uh, and, 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 and so, you know, as simple as those ideas of, hey, this dollar can go get some more kids, the minute we start moving towards it and we don't, Jay, you said this, I, I had the same experience. The minute I don't have any knowledge in that area, it's like, wow, you know, uh, you know, do I really want to dive in? What if I make mistakes? I've already made some mistakes and those thoughts keep coming back. And so some of the people that I meet, you know, they're like, Man, I've been meaning to do this for years or I had a 401k and I just put it away and buried my head. But the system was designed that they transferred all the responsibility out to us individually, right? Out to us individually. There was a time when there was no such thing as retirement. You used to work till you died. You didn't work at it. You know, you didn't get to a certain place of freedom to choose if you want to go to work or not. You work till you die, you know? So yeah. the idea of retirement is a, a a new thing to our civilization, right? It's only been in the last 40 years that we even talk about retirement. You had to work till you died back in the day, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's that kind of, and so it's that kind of world that we're living in where yes, I can go to the internet and then go across a thousand Google pages on what to invest in and everybody's got a thousand different you know strategies for me. Um, and that, that, that kind of paralyzes um, the process. And so, you know, one of the things I was gonna say to some of your listeners, just as a, a short template, a short, you know, um, uh, process that they could use is, I tell them break their money down into three buckets, right? Uh, a short-term bucket. And that bucket I want, you know, is, is money that you're going to have there uh, for one to five years. Short-term money that what we would call liquid, meaning you can get to it, you can use it if you need an emergency, if you need to buy something. And the expectation in that short bucket is that you're just trying to grow it by one to five percent. And the second one, the second bucket is you're going to call this your lifestyle bucket. This is the money that's going to support the lifestyle that you desire, the lifestyle that you have. This is money that you're going to not expose to as much risk, but you just want this money to grow between five and 10% a year. And if it does that over the course of 10 years, going back to the, the you know, my dollars having babies, you know, you're going to see the power of compounded interest work in your favor. And then where I see a lot of people spend a lot of their time is what I call in the aspirational bucket. This is the bucket that has the most risk. This is the one that you're reaching for, you know, home runs. This is the one where you're trying to think of ideas that can grow north of 15%, right? These kind of, uh, and this is where a lot of people, when they're first getting into the stock market, if you will, or looking to invest, they're looking for these ideas that are on the fringe, these kind of get rich kind of ideas. And I, I, I just would advocate that, you know, if you're, if you're either new to investing or just getting into it, think about your money in these terms, have a strategy that uh, for each of those buckets, right? And then when you go do your research and you go invest, you're looking for things that will give you these type of returns because that's all you need to do. And then I want to sit down with you and, or I would tell you to sit down and say, what is your family's return? Or what I, we call the family index, right? Coach D, what you need your money to grow at on a per annual basis may be different than what Jay needs his money to grow at on an annual basis. You see what I mean? Or what I need it to grow at to keep me content at an annual basis, right? And so one of the things that, you know, we also want to find is like, hey, if I have this X amount of money in a bucket, you know, what do I need this to grow at to, to, to underwrite my happiness, to underwrite my contentment in life? And where somebody has to go for 15%, the other person's like, hey, if this, this grows by 5 6% a year, I'm good. And so every investment circles around this idea of making sure it at least hits my family in what I call family index. It's just growing by 5 6 7 8 9 10%, whatever that number may be. And then it starts, what that starts to do is all that other noise that's out here about where to invest, how to invest, it starts to narrow it down to like a very select few ideas. You know what I mean? And when yeah. you can simplify that process, that system of investing, it becomes easier to make decisions, to be intentional and to make and take action and to take action so that, you you know, by the end of 2021, you know, you're a little further along down your, your map than it was when you started and you're not stuck. That's good. So I just man. want to make sure I threw out no, there that's, so that's really good you know, stuff, the listeners can start taking some little actionable ideas, but simplify the process. Uh, by breaking your money down into those three those three buckets, and like well, for instance, having a business, you know, is in the aspirational bucket. So you know, if I get paid, 
let's just do, you know, five, $2,000, you know, I'm going to carve out 10%. I'm going to put that in my money that I'm going to say, Hey, uh, coach D J help me get my business up. I got $200 and so on and so forth. You see what I mean? And, uh, and so we start breaking this money down, thinking of it as putting it into these buckets that I'm managing very simply, as opposed to this big universe of investing that brings about, you know, too much paralysis um, by analysis. And I'm stuck and I really don't get about the business of taking and underwriting my happiness. You, you need to send you need to give us your address so people can send you some checks for what you just said, man. <laughs> that was some solid, that was some solid, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking that's some the solid, same thing. you know, advice that you gave out for free, man. I like that, you know. So no, I was sitting I was sitting here thinking the same it, thing, coach. Hey, hey, we we grow together. I'm a I'm a I'm a pure believer that the pie grows the more we put ingredients in it. Yeah. I'm a like firm that. believer. And so uh the more that we can put into the ingredients of the pie, the more it expands, the more we all eat the more we all have wealth that brings contentment to our family and we can leave a legacy to our children's children. Well, as long as it's not sweet potato pie, because I ain't sharing none of that. I don't share, I don't share sweet potato pie. <laughs> 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 you can apple or cherry, but I ain't going to share sweet potato pie. Louis, I know we want to let you, actually, I want to, I could keep you on here all day, but I know we got to let you go. But I do have one last question and then we'll wrap this thing up. Is there a certain amount of money that a person needs to have before they start considering, before they start considering hiring somebody like yourself. I mean, mm. you know, I just wonder how that works. I mean, that's people is probably listening to us right now, probably are saying, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm in that category where I need a planner. You know, is there a threshold or a certain amount of money somebody should be looking at before or they, they get with somebody like yourself? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. I think to, in today's world, uh, you're right, because planners do come with fees, right? They, yes. they got to keep their lights on and feed their families as well, right? So they come with fees. So you want to assess, you know, what percentage of their fee is coming out of the money that, so, you know, if a, if a guy charges, you know, let's just call it, you know, $3,000 and you get 10, that's a high threshold, right? 30% yeah. is going to, uh, to your plan. That doesn't make any sense, right? However, for those who are at a, let's say, a financial threshold, I would say that, you know, 50000 and above, you'll find some people that will work with you and help you. But there are other tools out here, right? There are other tools now that um, there, there's so many great apps now that help you um, kind of, you know, budget, that help you keep up with tracking your money, that help you can do a financial plan. Now there's, you know, there's, there's sites like Robinhood that people are on where they can go out there and buy fractional shares and start just to slowly get their feet into investing with fractional fractional share investing. But I would say that, you know, when you get over the threshold, and I think it's not just about money, the threshold of money, it's also the complexity of your financial life. Okay. For instance, you know, how much money is coming in? How much are you spending? Are there tax issues? Do you have kids? How's your insurance policy? You know, when you start, when, you're, when your world starts to expand and you've got multiple, uh, uh, financial tools that you're working with, uh, you know, mortgages, um, you know, insurances, investments, you know, um, and you need to know purely what your cash flow is doing, what's the return in tax, and you're looking for tax uh, breaks and, and tax deferred investments and tax free investments because you're in the heavier tax end of the income side. You know, whether you have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars. You need to bring in somebody who can give you strategy, who can lay out the complexity of maybe of your financial uh, life and bring it into some degree of order. So if you feel like you're out of order, some of the simplest things you can do, there's tons of great apps that you can start laying it down. I encourage every listener to at least dive into those simple uh, apps that they may use on their phone uh, to begin to put their financial life in order, put the house in order. Right. Put your house in order. And then if you see things that you just don't understand the strategy that best optimize, I think that's a great time to do a consultation with some advisors uh, or, or planners in your area to see does it make sense and to interview them and see if they have you know, your common interest in mind as well. And that's awesome. That's awesome. And I know we got a lot of people listening. So uh, if somebody wanted to contact you, Lewis, and, you know, maybe get a you know, be able to sit, sit and talk with you. How, how can they reach you? How can people contact you and reach out to you? 
Yeah, there's a couple ways. I'm on Facebook uh, at Lewis Bell Jr. You'll find my financial advisor page on Facebook. You'll find my Lewis Bell Jr. Uh, financial page on LinkedIn. Uh, so I'm on LinkedIn at Lewis uh, Bell Jr. I'm on uh, Facebook uh, at Lewis Bell Jr. Uh, financial advisor. Uh, and also I'll throw out my phone number. It'll go right into uh, my office line. Uh, you can contact me there too, but I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter. You can look at me at Lewis Bell Jr. on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Lewis Bell Jr. On, on LinkedIn and on Facebook. And then for those who are listening who really want to ask some questions, uh, 407-340-9125 is the cell. It'll go right to my office. Um, so I appreciate that, Jay. Thanks for the uh, shout out. No, Thank no, you. no. Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, do you just represent people in Florida or it could be all over the country? Yeah, I'm licensed in six states. So it depends on which state they're in. Okay. So, um, so this depends on, yeah, it depends on which state they're hearing this in. Um, but I'm licensed in six states. And I would say this, give me a call if you're out of state of Florida. Um, and maybe I know some advisors in your area if, I, if I'm not licensed in that area. Okay. Man, Thank you, this man. has been, Thank you. Yeah. this has been some schooling, man. <laughs> yeah. This has been some yeah, definitely, some definite game and some schooling. And I think it's needed. This is one of the subjects, again, that Coach D and I have talked about. And, you know, we run into this with our clients. So, you know, this is this has been great, man. And I, I tell you what, I appreciate everything. Uh, Coach D, any last words? Man, I just want to say again, thank you so much, Lewis, man, for sharing your wisdom and insight. And um, I just hope people out there listen, you know, because I think a lot of times people running away from the knowledge of finances instead of to it into it you know and i think we need to start no, running, we, need to, we need to run towards it man we can, don't be fearful don't be do it you know you know don't allow people and perceptions and you know societal perceptions inner circles perceptions stop you from you know limiting your future because when it's all said and done that financial that's, that's your future it's yours it's not theirs it's yours so thank you for sharing that information it's very helpful yeah man thank you coach thank you, you thank you thank you and everybody out there Hey, go back and listen to this podcast over. Let it sizzle in your spirit and let it let it marinate with you because in 2021 and going forward, this is a key part of transformation. And you're going to definitely have mm. to have your finances in order for everything else also to fall in order. So with that being said, Coach D, we out to, to yeah. until the next time. Next time. You know, we, we see everybody on the other side. So appreciate you. And uh, peace. Peace. You know, everybody want to be successful, right? But success is intentional. Success is something you have to make happen. You got to wake up every morning and you got to decide that you will be successful and then go get it. Get up. Today is the day you can do Stand in your way.